If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023, and today we are reviewing the film, the polarizing film, that is potentially on its way to breaking many box office records. That is the Super Mario Bros. movie. It's a me. I thought you'd, you'd have more energy with that. Yeah, that's why I mixed it up. Look, this movie, I'll say it right off the rip of the podcast, I haven't been this excited for a film in a long time. I think we said this last week. We were going through it. I was pretty yeah. excited for Thor, Love and Thunder. I don't know. The excitement for this, though, was through the roof. It's wild to me because it's very much just a children's movie. And I'm a child at heart, Ty. I'm someone who <laughs> plays Mario Party on a near nightly basis, okay? Okay. Are you saying you weren't excited for this film? I was. I was looking forward to it. Let's get into the show. 60% of the time, it works every time. John Samos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I don't feel so good. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. All right, Ty, before we get into the Super Mario Bros. movie, we have a film trailer this week to talk about that just dropped today, the day we're recording this. That is the trailer for The Marvels. Did the I get that correct? Marvels. Yeah. The Marvels. The Marvels. The film starring Miss Marvel after her limited Disney Plus series. Yeah. Captain Marvel after her film. Captain Marvel after her film. And uh, Photon, Monica Rambeau. Photon? Did I get that wrong? Why does that seem wrong? That's right. Monica Rambeau after her appearance in probably the best Disney Plus limited series, WandaVision. Um, look, we're, we're big Marvel guys. I mean, this podcast has been built around Marvel. I got Marvel stuff up in the studio. I still have a sign, two signs that I need to put up, actually. I need to get my drill back from my father. Um, but we both haven't been shy of talking about how Marvel just hasn't been really, you know, hitting it for us recently. Like, with the, the excitement hasn't been there, you know. And I just want to ask you, after watching this trailer, did that change anything for you? Not really. Wow. Okay. I I don't know. I think it could be a fun movie, but Captain Marvel, I mean, speaking of polarizing, that was a polarizing film. For dumb reasons. But also not that great of a movie. No. Um, And then, come on, what was it? Miss Marvel, the Ms. TV Marvel. show. Yep. I don't think that was polarizing at all. I think most people agreed it was really boring and bad. Yeah. 
Like, there's some fun things to take away from it, but overall, like, not a success. Yeah, that's fair to say. And then you're kind of just throwing them together. So you're not excited, is what I'm hearing. Not really, no. I, I hope I'm wrong, and I hope it's a good time, and I hope it's a good movie, and we enjoy it, and it's a, you know, a little bit of a redemption for well, the Captain tra- Marvel. trailer was fun. We got a Beastie Boys remix. We did. They're swapping places all, the, all over the place. Jumping around. Which I don't know how that's going to be practical in any sense. Well, I already know the climax of the film. One of them's about a, you know, get stabbed in the chest, and, and then, then they're, they're like switch, and someone else will take the yeah. stabbing, but that'll allow the other person to use their Come powers. On the they just kill the kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, Samuel L. Jackson's in it before his um, appearance in Secret Invasion. Yeah, so I'm sure that'll lead right into this in some capacity. Maybe who knows? Wait, it's... Secret Invasion will lead into this. Yeah, which one comes first? I believe Secret Invasion. This came, comes out in like October. I thought. I have no idea. I didn't. I didn't realize. I didn't see when it came out. But yeah, because I mean, we get Monica Rambeau in space June eighth, actually. So this probably leads into Secret Invasion. Yeah, because we get Monica Rambeau in space like to kickstart it. Oh, wait, hold on. That was uh June eighth was Miss Marvel. My apologies. Oh, last year June eighth. Yeah. The Marvel. July twenty eighth, twenty twenty three. I believe Secret Invasion's in June. Okay. So, yeah, Secret Invasion, and we'll have Monica Rambeau up there working with them like they teased in WandaVision, mm-hmm. which will then, whatever they're working on, whatever happens, lead into uh, this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it comes out June 21st, so you got a full five, six weeks between Secret Invasion and the Marvels, and I believe it's going to be like a six-episode series. Yeah. Um, so it'll probably Invasion. lead right into it. Yeah, which means we actually have to watch it. Bummer. Or skip both. No, Ty, we're we're Marvel I know, we're guys. obviously going to watch it. <laughs> are we like why are we completely being out on Marvel right now? I kind of don't like this. Uh cuz Marvel was kind of sucked. Guardians of the Galaxy though. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean Ryan were talking about this earlier and I was she was saying that cuz I was saying how I'm just like like the Miss Marvel's trailer looked fine. I didn't think it looked bad, but that I was just like not excited for it just cuz I've been out on Marvel and she's like I'm really excited for Guardians and I was like, "Yeah, I don't even know if I'm excited for that anymore." No. I don't know, like, James Gunn will do his thing, the film will be good, but they'll try to interweave some bigger thing, or they'll leave some open end that I don't think they make will. any sense. Seems and like they're just finishing up the story here. See, James Gunn said that his original, like, Guardians 3 had no Thor in it, and he just wasn't going to have Thor in the movie. Like, the movie's just going to start, and there was going to be no Thor. In Guardians 3? Yeah. And he said something like, Taika took a bullet for me, like... To get the Guardians away from yeah. Thor? <laughs> I love that. Which explains that pointless... Opening scene of yeah. Thor. The worst. Well, I would. Love and Thunder. I was going to say the worst part of that movie. It's not the worst part of that movie. It There's was a lot fun. Of, the fight yeah. scene was fun. But the whole, the the Chris Pratt and Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, whatever Hemsworth it is, conversation Chris. and all that, like it just didn't need to happen. No. Whatsoever. You could have just done the fight scene and then jumped right into the movie. I would have loved that if you would have just like no context, not been with them anymore. That would have been very funny. Just explain it with... Yeah. With a one-liner. I did see that James Gunn said that the the main protagonist of the Guardians films is Rocket. Yeah. So, big things being teased there. They, see, that's the thing with Guardians, is they just keep freaking... It's like... It's such a red herring at this point how much they're, like, teasing that Rocket was going to die. Because there was, like, the quote, like, a year and a half ago where James Gunn was like, you know, this this is Rocket's culmination of his story arc and people blah 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 and then everyone's theorizing that rocket's gonna die and the trailers tease it and now they're teasing it even more it's just like i don't think it's gonna happen drax is so fucking dead though i think drax will die i wouldn't 
I think everyone but Rocket will die. How about that? You think he makes everyone else sacrifice themselves? Yeah. I think they'll write him off in some capacity. Okay. I don't think he's going to die. All right. I don't hate it. They're teasing it too much. It makes no sense. Yeah. I'm still very much more excited for that movie than the Marvels. Yeah, but who knows, man? It, it could it could be good. I, again, I hope they write the ship. I feel like we've had a nice little Marvel break. Maybe that gave them time to sit at the, the think room, come up with better ideas. What is the percent chance a year from now? I don't know what projects are coming out between now and a year from now. A year from now, we're sitting here and legitimately saying that the DCU is in a more fun slash exciting place than the MCU. What's the percentage chance? Is it 50-50? Is it less than 50-50? Is it higher than 50-50? Is there an option for neither of them are great right now in a year? Because I'm taking that option. So you're thinking neither are good. Yeah. But at least DC, you don't think it'd be like, hey, at least it's a little bit more fun. I don't know. We got Blue Beetle coming, and I'm intrigued by that. The Flash is apparently incredible, but fuck that guy. The actor, yes. Maybe they should have just ended the MCU after Endgame. Just, like, stop making stuff for, like, five years and then kickstart it with, like, Fantastic Four or X-Men or something. And then just start over. I think Marvel got their asses covered. Like, COVID really helped them out to cover that time gap because otherwise you just just naturally leave that five-year gap and catch up. Who knows, man? I remember we talked about that after Endgame came out. Like, it's Endgame's 2023. We're freaking in 2023 now. How crazy yeah. is that? Yeah. You think Marvel started COVID? Yeah. That helped them? Yeah. They started it, and then they had to rewrite their own show, Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier, because of the thing they started. Well, that's what they said, but they actually had that B script ready to go before the A script. Oh, as a as a like a... Red hair. Not a red hair. Not, uh, what's... An alibi? Yeah. Bingo. I like that's the whole I like thing. The way you think, like, Ty. Half the world died in our movie, so we got to kill half the world in real life. The Marvel coronavirus universe. Yep, it makes too much sense, man. I would just anywhere like late 2019, I would check Kevin Feige's uh, flight logs, see if he's <laughs> hanging out in China. Do you want to jump into the Mario movie, Ty? I think you have a synopsis for us. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When Mario and his brother Luigi are transported to a new world, Mario must team up with Princess Peach and others to stop the evil Bowser and save his brother. He's a me. Are we sure Bowser's evil? Uh, yeah. He just like, I, no reason, no explanation whatsoever, just fucks those ice people up. Oh, to get the star. There was a reason. Yeah, he got the star. Spoilers. Always, as always. Always. It was because of his undying love for Peach. Yeah. <laughs> so are we sure he's a bad guy Tyler, this may be considered a rom-com bowser bad guy or just really good husband would you <laughs> oh my god would you go burn down a tribe of ice people to go get a star for victoria and a heartbeat good husband yeah not a bad guy not a bad guy i don't know if i could write the melody that bowser <laughs> sang the peaches song it's a wonderful song which i have played on spotify multiple times yeah. since the film um, it's a great song 
I mean, we could talk about that that plot twist or whatever once we get to that once we jump into the scale itself. The Mario movie though, it's been polarizing. It started with a really bad critic score, fifty seven percent right now. Started lower than that, I believe it was in the forties, like yeah. forty eight, forty seven. I think more critics started seeing it and started seeing like hey, maybe how much people liked it and were stupid. like, I don't want to be the movie snob. I'm going to give it a fresh <laughs> um, audience, 96%. I live a quarter mile from the movie theater, as I've mentioned oh. time and time again. I you are going to say you live your life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> and the movie theater was packed all weekend, Easter weekend. This is a blockbuster of all blockbusters. Um, Riley's cousin... Junior said this is the busiest he's ever worked, the movie theater, and he's worked yeah. there for a long time, Marvel movies included. Um, it was just a massive film tie. I mean, it's it's shattering box office um, expectations, um, numbers. I mean, it opened $377 million globally Sheesh. over the weekend. Um, it, that surpassed other Universal franchises such as Jurassic World Dominion, Fast and the Furious 9, um, some facts courtesy of variety.com. It's the highest grossing debut of 2023 passing Ant-Man and the Wasps at 106 million. That's domestic. Mm-hmm. So 106 million domestic. This did 204 million domestic. So it doubled Ant-Man and the Wasps domestic opening. Insane. Um, this one has a little bit of a caveat because it only counts movies that dropped on Wednesday, which this is one of them. There's obviously not very many movies that drop on Wednesday, Okay, but it's the biggest five day opening of all time. Overtaking 2009's Transformers Revenge of the Falling, Fallen at $200 million. Well, I mean, movies that open on Wednesday are blockbuster giant movies that people want to get to and like see well, early. Well, like Endgame, shit. No Way Home, those open on like Thursdays. Um, those got $250 million plus starts okay. over three days. But still, I mean, it's still up there. It's the highest grossing de- debut domestically for Illumination, beating Minions. Um, second biggest domestic debut ever for an animated movie behind Finding Dory. Oh, no, ahead of Finding Dory behind Incredibles 2. Um, it beats Sonic's International ahead of Ant-Man and the Wasps. Second biggest animated opening of all time behind Frozen. Biggest Illumination, biggest video game. And then Global, it did, what, 377. Ant-Man and the Wasp was 225. So that's a 50% increase. Again, highest Illumination, highest video game. Highest animated opening weekend ever for an IMAX film at $21.6 million. So people are paying for those IMAX seats, baby. Okay. I uh, As a new dad... Went and watched this at the drive-in uh, on a Monday night. I wonder how that factors into box office numbers, but continue. <laughs> I paid 20 bucks for two people. That was fucking less than I paid. Three people. Baby's free. But he's still a person. Didn't pay for him. <laughs> Not a paid person. Yeah. Um, it was fucking popping on a Monday night. Family's out, kids out on a school night going to watch Mario. Did you guys stay in the car? Did you get like lawn chairs and sit outside the car? Just stayed in the car. What was that like? What was your drive-in experience? My drive-in experience? Yeah. It was lovely. Any, like, no screens going down, no people on their no. phones, like Civic? It's just a beautiful picture, big screen, uh, people hanging out. I mean, there's there's kids outside and stuff, but you, you just got the sound right there in front of you. We had the windows rolled down. It was a beautiful California night. Uh, it was great. It was a great experience. I'm going to go to the drive-in more. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Ty. It was a good time. I've only been to the drive-in twice. One was for... Uh, Dark Knight Rises, and I was terrified the entire time because of the first Dark Knight movie, what happened. And uh, the second time was the Power Rangers movie with Riley, which was just such a bad movie that I was, like, checked out on my phone yeah. halfway through. I've never seen that. Are you a big Power Ranger guy? No. Did you watch it at all growing up? No. 
Not yeah, at me, all. Me either. I don't know why I went and saw the film. It's weird. I just surprised Riley with like a drive-in date, and it was surprise not good. Power Rangers. It wasn't good. Okay. Um, uh, but last, yeah, I just polar opposite. My last drive-in movie was Tenet. Okay. It's a very serious Christopher Nolan movie to Mario. That that was during COVID. Like yeah. The the peak of the the Marvel COVID universe. Um, this movie's making <laughs> a lot of money, Ty. And I told Riley, like Wednesday, when I saw the parking lot, I said, Ry. This movie is going to be the highest grossing animated movie of all time. And she called me crazy. Nah. You don't think it will be? No, you're not crazy. That, that feels like a lock. Well, let me tell you another fact. All these numbers. Yeah. The film has not even released in Japan yet. Oh my God. Isn't that Nintendo's headquarters? Yeah. Now, obviously Japan doesn't have as many people as China. China is usually like the second highest when it comes to the, the international yeah. gross. But this is like rooting for the home team. But yeah, this is Nintendo is a Japanese company and you know, this is very much, it releases April 28th in Japan. So it's going to get a whole nother boom, huge jump there. Um, and I think it's going to beat the record. I really do. I, so I, I really hope that, um, they do like Japanese voiceover for this movie. Oh, I'm sure they, yeah, I'm sure they do. Well, because like, I know, uh, Mr. Beast and his YouTube videos, he has channels in different languages. It's genius. He very intentionally hires. So like the voice of Spider-Man, of the yeah, is Mr. Beast the in Spanish, his things? Yeah. I'm I'm gonna put it out there. Uh, Shohei Otani should have been Mario. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it would break every record possible in Jap in Japan. They'll save that for the the Super Sluggers reference. Yeah, um, Shohei, he's lengthy. He could be a uh, Waluigi. He could. He could play a villain. Waluigi, not in this film. No, not even referenced. There's gonna be more of these. Let me tell you. <laughs> um, the highest animated movie of all time is. The Lion King remake, one point six billion. That doesn't that even doesn't feel count. animated. Uh, Frozen two is number two, one point four bill. So I think it could maybe get there. I really do. I mean, Minions did one point one, and this smashed all the Minions records. Yeah, and it's just it's a movie that hits literally every box of the demographic of just like, hey, dad's gonna like this, mom's gonna like this, the kids are gonna like it. Like it just through and through family movie. That everyone can enjoy and want to actually see. And like today, Discount Tuesday at Civic Plaza, the movie theater died a little bit on Monday. Like it was still way busier than a normal Monday, but I was like, okay, Popping going back to normal. Drove by Civic a few hours ago. It was freaking packed again. Discount Tuesday, baby. Yeah. So pe- ki- parents are going to keep, you know, taking their kids. And the fact that the movie, a little bit of a spoiler alert, is just fun. It's just going to make it more money because people are word of mouth, you know, yeah. like parents just, telling other parents. Yeah, go take your kids. My kids want to see it again. Um, yeah, man, it's going to make a lot of money. And like I told Riley, to give a little tease of my scale, I wish they made this movie when I was Gavin's age. Yeah? Because I just, it was so much fun. It was it was so much fun. And I think however many movies, Mario movies they make, I think it might be the next MCU. I'll say it. I don't know how many Mario movies you can make. I know I saw some posts about the Nintendo Cinematic Universe and doing like a Star Fox movie yeah. and a Metroid movie. And Leading all that. up to a Super Smash Bros. <laughs> movie. I saw that. That would be, be fun. But they could make fucking 10 Mario movies yeah. on their own, dude. Oh, I yeah. mean, Yoshi got teased in the end credit. I don't know if you stuck around yeah. for the end credit. Huge tease. Um, you still have Wario, Waluigi, Baby Bowser. Um, Bowser Jr., Baby Bowser, whatever the hell his name is. You can always bring Bowser back. You could make Donkey Kong evil. You could do a Luigi's Mansion movie. Like yeah. you could do all this stuff. Um, the IP is just so recognizable, and there's so much lore there. And it's then all of a sudden Sonic shows up, and you got the Olympics. 
I don't know if that'll happen, but that would be sick. <laughs> that would be sick. We need Sega and Nintendo to work together a little bit, but um, that would be a crossover. They already have Sonic. <laughs> if James Marsden shows up in the next Mario, you know what's happening. <laughs> um, yeah, just and all that being said, I'm surprised Disney doesn't own this. It's a massive franchise yeah. that for once Disney doesn't own. Illumination knows what they're doing when it comes to kid movies, though. Yeah, and they, I feel like they get shit on a little bit. Like, we were watching some film reviewer on YouTube, and he was, like, you know, saying, like, I expect this to be horrible. It's Illumination, of course, after all, or whatever. And it's like, okay, some of their movies aren't probably technically great, but they know how to make a kid's kid's movie. Sure, they don't have the emotional depth of a Pixar film. Yeah. But they made a movie about yellow guys who just say banana, and it made one point freaking one billion dollars. Like, they know what kids want, damn it. Yeah, I mean that Despicable Me franchise is bigger than. I don't know if I want to go that far. Is that the biggest animated franchise? Um, dollar wise, if you combine yeah. all of them, all the Despicable Me's and the Minions. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say like Toy Story, but even uh, then, you know, actually Toy Story might be bigger. But I, there's more of the Minion movies, though. I think. Well, there's three Despicable Me's, two Minions. Now two Minions, yeah, so five. But they're making Toy Story 5, Ty, so we're catching back up. They're making Despicable Me 4, Counterpoint. (laughs) Dude, Steve Carell is just getting the bag for those films. Incredible. He's got to be making... I actually... A little bit of a tangent. We always do this on Within the Lines, but that's why you listen to us, baby. It's just part of the fun. Um, I was reading something about... Rise of Gru and Steve Carell that he made like a shit ton of money on it. I remember me and Riley, I read it and then I was like having a conversation about it with Riley. $12 million. That's a, that's a lot, but it doesn't feel like as much as he could have made on that. Maybe this isn't what I was talking about then. I just remember seeing something about he's made a bunch of money. Well, $80 million you- dollar budget. That means Steve Carell was 15% of the film's cost. Fifteen to twenty million for the second two installments of Despicable Me. Maybe what I was talking. Maybe I read an article about how much he's been paid total. With, Gru. Yeah, because that I mean, if you do two of those and then another one, you twenty forty, he's in like the sixty plus million dollar range. Kickbacks on, other stuff. I could see him clearing like a hundred mil, for that franchise when it's all said and done. Wow. The Despicable Me franchise is the highest grossing animated film franchise of all time. It's the 15th highest grossing yeah. film franchise of all time. I mean, that sounds right. Doesn't shock me yeah, at all. Yeah, he earned fi- between 15 and 20 million for all the sequels. So, he's he's making dummy money. Now, like RDJ had like a fucking chokehold on Marvel and was going to get paid whatever he wanted for those movies. Yeah. How much does Steve Carell have a chokehold on the Despicable Me franchise or can they just recast the voice? Like voice acting, I feel like you don't have as much of a, as much leverage, but they're still paying him out the fucking ass. I think, I would imagine he signs some sort of contract. Well, yeah, but like like multi movie contract, so they can't just get him out of it. But obviously, like, uh, so he received a salary of half a million dollars for the first, first Despicable one. Me. Yeah. But then, like, how do you make so much for the next ones and? Well, I think it's just they, they want the star. I think they still want the star. Okay. If if it if they make another Despicable Me, even if it doesn't matter to the kids and it's not Steve Carell, I think it'll just get received negatively. The brand goes down, and then it's like you know it's a, it's a slow death. Um, Hotel Transylvania. Adam Sandler didn't do the last one. 
they actually hired this guy Riley hates on YouTube. His name's Brian Hole, and he does uh, just like impressions of That's all awesome. the different like Disney people. They hired him. She thinks he's so annoying. He is pretty annoying. He, his videos are pretty <laughs> bad. But I always like people who can do impressions because it's something I could never do. Um, but they hired him, and he sounded just like him. So. Terrible at him. Yeah, really, really bad. Um, so I don't know. But I wonder how much money that made without big old Adam Sandler backing it. I'm surprised he did that film franchise. Do you think it was written in his contracts that he would do all the voiceover work in Maui? <laughs> the only films movies if he gets to go to a tropical island. Shout out Murder Mystery 2 on Netflix. So, Ty, I have your answer of why Steve Carell has leverage. Hotel Transylvania 1, $358 million. Lots of money. I don't know if this is worldwide or just domestic, Either but way. all these numbers yeah. are. Number two. Four hundred seventy-four point eight million, even more. Number three, five hundred twenty-eight. Even million. more. Number four, eighteen million. Oh no! <laughs> From a half a billion to eighteen million. That was that was substantiated growth to just jumping off a cliff. I do think it was one of those dual releases where it, yeah, Prime Video. But I you think, only do that if you're not making five hundred mil though. Yeah. You don't go straight to Prime Video if you're bringing in half a bill on a movie. Yeah, and the guy who voices the main guy, Brian Hole, is the five, six, seven, eighth, ninth listed person on Wikipedia starring. So, oh no, yeah, okay, yeah, no, he's Steve Carell's in for life. So, Chris Pratt is he in for life as the voice of Mario? <sighs> I don't think he is. I think someone else is. Oh, what do you mean? Jack Black's a lock for life. Oh. Jack Black, I would pay him twenty five million for the sequel. <laughs> I wouldn't even hesitate. I'd send that money to the bank. We could talk about the characters and the voice acting once we get there. Let's go into plot slash story, Ty. It's a it's a Mario movie. With a twist. Really? Though? No. Well, Peach isn't the damsel in distress. No. Which, not very, not very uh, respecting the source material there. Typically, she gets captured. Mario's got to save her. Yeah, I think it's better for there to be just a, a bitchin' woman lead that is obviously the biggest I badass. Just, How about that? No respect to the source material is all I'm saying. I Bro, don't the source material. Super Mario Galaxy, they could even do that. Um, <laughs> shut up with your source material, Ty. <laughs> Bowser's a bad guy. I liked the twist of wanting to marry Peach. He wasn't just a bad guy. Yeah. He, he was wasn't obsessed just, with her. I could see where it could maybe get like, I don't know if they have these kind of conversations in these production meetings, but the whole getting the star and that being like the thing that makes you so powerful and Bowser being so, this big bad that's already almost unstoppable just as is. Yeah. Gets a little Infinity War-y. Oh, you think so? Like, you know, Bowser's Thanos and they got it's Donkey collecting Kong. The... And, you know, he's, it's only one star, but then it's yeah. like you have this big bad who has a big tool and that's just what makes him bad. Let's throw a twist in. He only got the star to impress Peach. In the sequel, does he go around collecting all the power-ups so he gets a star, he gets the fat, <laughs> like the fire... Maybe thing he gets the little wind, the wind, the raccoon thing. I don't Maybe. know the power ups. I will say he was only getting the star to impress Peach, with the yeah. caveat that he will bring down the Mushroom Kingdom if he didn't yeah. impress her enough, um, and she didn't want to marry him. It's a real bad strategy by him. Yeah, like you could find a better way to pull that off. Well, have you seen Peach? Have you seen Bowser? You kind of have to go get a star that gives you like massive power to win her over. He could have done it if he would have just had a little bit more self-confidence. If he sang for her? Yeah. If he wasn't shy and doing it by himself with his buddy watching. You know what? You might have a point, Ty. He's got to perform for her. He could have won her over. Mario's just a lousy plumber. 
Look, the story, yes, it's run-of-the-mill. I liked the little twist, the love angle. I liked Luigi being the damsel in distress. Yeah. They got them into the Mushroom Kingdom fine enough. It is what it is. Oh, well. <laughs> um, Yeah, there's going to be some plot holes, whatever. But look, it's a kid's movie. It respected the source material, I think, still. Got in the stuff it needed to get in. I give it a 10. Um, Speaking of plot holes, did they ever explain how they just knew exactly what they were doing at all times and then they caught them on their secret passage? Yeah, the Shy Guys, bro. They're intel. They're security intel. That was just they were watching? I think there was a throwaway line, like our our security intel or something. Okay. Shy Guys, pretty scary. Kind of terrifying in a couple of those scenes. Dry yeah. bones, too? Not cool. No. Um. Yeah, I don't give a shit about the source material. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking around. I liked the the what they did with it. It was perfectly average enough for what this needed to be. Yeah, you're not looking for anything intricate. Yeah, you These just are children. You just want a fun story. You want a point A to point B adventure. Don't make it super boring and drag. And it didn't. You your point A to you get to the Mushroom Kingdom. We need to do something else. We get to Donkey Kong and them. Their little training montage in between. Or visit Bowser. Big final battle. Little bit of Mario Kart thrown in there. Good time. How about the uh, Donkey Kong battle? Just looking like Thor versus Hulk and Thor Ragnarok. You think? Eh, just a battle in an arena. That's the only similarity. I don't really. remember there being like power-up boxes and railings. I thought it was a callback to like original Mario throwing barrels down the railings. Oh, for sure. It was. Uh, which I appreciated. I gave it a 10 also, by the way. Yeah, it's just... It, it's, it's what it needs to be, man. It's the plot... It's not breaking any barriers. And look, the sequels aren't going to either. <laughs> I'll go on on a limb yeah. and say that much. I think the highest it will ever get in this category is like a 13. I'm going to even say a 12. Yeah, it's not going to go very high. That's fine, though, because it shines in the next category, Key Elements Day. Key Elements. Easter egg-wise, there's a lot. I was looking at all of them. There was a lot when they were in like the, the real world, real Brooklyn. Like, you know, like yeah. the, the Punch-Out Cafe and all the people on the wall. The guy, the guy was playing Jumpman in that cafe, and the guy was actually dressed. This one I knew from a YouTube video. He was dressed like the original Mario mm-hmm. in Jumpman, and I think it was what, voiced by the original Mario. I was going to say, too, yeah. I, I got to imagine they got the original Mario voice. Um, there was like there was other um, just little Easter eggs and stuff throughout the film. It obviously hits that. Um, this, the soundtrack, which, you know, jumping ahead to visual cinematography, I'm not going to dive into it fully, but they integrated the soundtrack, I think, seamlessly. Oh, oh yeah, that was that's the rainbow real fun. road music and just all the different Mario musics they make. Um, it had a little bit of everything, man. Like it had the dry bones, it had the shy guy, it had the freaking Mario Kart. You had Mario Kart, you had the Donkey Kong. You, yeah. It just it hit everything it needed to hit, man. From a Mario standpoint, any Mario fan, past or present, if you played the original side scroller or you grew up like us and we had the GameCubes of the world, Luigi's ringtone was the GameCube noise. Was it? Yeah, I, I audibly made a noise in the theater when that went off. I love that. It was great. Um, <laughs> it just everyone there's something that they they know. Um, as far as the elements of the film itself, it's a family friendly movie catered a little bit more towards kids, but still good enough for the parents. It's not like a dumb kids movie that you just kind of check out. Like you got the the Easter eggs of the game and the franchise that keep the parents in 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 the loop. But you also got some, like, not adult humor, but, like, 
not even slapstick humor, but the kind of humor that everyone gets a good laugh yeah, out of. You the know? family humor. Yeah. Like the one that dad, mom, son, and daughter are all laughing at. Yeah. It doesn't have to be adult jokes in a kid's film. And I don't think there was any of that in this, but there was, you know, just some funny moments. I was laughing a good amount. Um, I thought it hit, it hit it everything it needed to hit. Ah, uh, I don't know. Why don't you explain how you feel and give your score? <laughs> you, you seem conflicted. I am. I am conflicted. Um, yeah, man, it's a Mario movie. There's Easter eggs galore. It's just, it's just pure fun. It is from start to finish. It's just a fun movie and there's things to look at and you're chuckling and you're, you're never bored. You're always having a good time. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking great. It's like you're playing a Mario game. Yeah. It's just, it's a good time. And like the, like you said, like the Mario Kart thing, they go to build their carts and it's just like the Mario Kart thing with the three scrollers and. Yeah. Like, it's just those little things and how they integrate everything. The training course and Peach, like, floating down with her dress and, like, grabbing the yep. top of the flagpole, like, the old Mario. Like, all The beginning, that. when they're running through the city and they do that little, like, parkour compilation, they run through the construction complex. Yeah. And then Mario jumps on the, like, the flagpole and there's, like, the castle burger right behind it. I don't know if you saw that, yeah. but it was great. It just works great. I, I think, I don't know, I'm going to leave room for improvement. Okay. So I'm at a 19. Okay. It's a lot of fun. It's a good time. Everyone's going to enjoy this movie. This is the easiest recommend of the year for me. Wow. It's just, in terms of key elements, like, every single person who asks me, I'm going to say, yeah, that movie was fun. You should see it. Whether it's Gavin, whether it's Xander, who can't even talk yet, (laughs) whether it's my great-grandpa. Yeah, you're not wrong. It's hard to find someone who wouldn't like this. Armin White. That's it. Oh, he liked it. That's He probably hasn't done a review yet because he liked it, but he can't subject himself <laughs> to doing a review. I'm at a 19 also. My reasoning was a little bit different. I liked – they like they scratched the surface of that brotherly love. Luigi always needed Mario. Baby Mario and baby Luigi were also in this, by the way. Um, they scratched the surface of like that, and then at the end it was Luigi who saved Mario, and then they did it together. I feel like that was supposed to be like their deeper Pixar <laughs> kind of – story you know what i mean yeah. underlying thing because they are the mario bros yeah maybe you could have done that a little bit better with the emotion but a little bit of uh what's what's the fucking pixar movie that doesn't feel like a pixar onward a little bit of onward vibes there with like the brother yeah the brother vibe yeah and then you also had like the mario's dad not liking him and then someone else's dad not liking him Bowser's. donkey kong oh donkey kong yeah so of course it's 2023 so your animated films have to have some sort of you know, generational trauma in there a little bit. Um, that's the new the new hot plot point. Whether you're Italian or a monkey. <laughs> a gorilla? Don Kong gorilla? Yes. Diddy Kong a monkey, though, and they seem like the same thing, so. Hmm. I gave it a 19 as well. I mean, yeah. It's just fun. It's just a good time. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I think that they can just continue doing this, and everyone will love it. Yeah, I agree. Play the hits, baby. What do you think of the visuals slash the cinematography? With that being said, visual cinematography, they they did good of like creating that world. Yeah. I can't say I was blown away by anything though. Was your windshield messy? <laughs> no. Okay. Just want to make sure your windshield windshield wasn't foggy. No, it was pretty clean. Yeah. I drove there safely. You didn't have like a like a bird poop right in the way. Mm-mm. Okay, that's good. No. I don't know. Like, the animation, it just... Oh, there's a trailer for it on the TV right now as we're talking about it. 
for me, it, the animation just looks like something that could have came out five years ago. That's yeah, you're not wrong. Like I, it's not nothing's gonna blow you away, but I also don't think that it needs to. No, no, no. Like this doesn't have to be a Toy Story four rain scene um, <laughs> type movie throughout. Like they're su- making it animated and fun, and it's that Mario style which I appreciate, and yeah. it's very, very, very colorful. Um, oh yeah, which is exactly what you want. So like stylistically, it works for me. Gets the kids' attention, baby. Yeah, I, I'm at a thirteen for cinematography. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Junior was telling me that when he would like check on the theaters that like the kids were literally just like gazing up like like fucking mouths open just like fixated on the screen. <laughs> He's never seen kids do that in any sort of movie. Um no, you're right. The colors are great. It's supposed to be a video game movie and it looks like a video game. Yeah, a million percent. They didn't make the mistake of making a live action one. Um, like they did in 1992 or whatever that was. Um, now with the way things are going in 2037, we'll get the Super Mario Bros. Live action remake of the animated. So that'll be fun when that happens. Um, no, yeah, it looks like a Mario movie. It didn't look like Illumination was trying to make Mario. It looked like Mario, which is all it needs to do. Animation doesn't blow you away. I do like the integration of the soundtrack seamlessly, um, and like kind of, having something for those fans to be like, oh, that's really cool. That's, you know, this song or this noise, this sound effect. It was fine. I've said in the past, sometimes I overrate just like good animation. And I think I need to just adjust that. And I have for this because it's good animation, but that doesn't like get it an amazing visual cinematography score. I also gave it a 13. Okay. Meaning so far we have the three exact same scores. (laughs) I just, it's the nature of the beast, man. Are we communicating telepathically? Not at all. Did you look at my scale when you... I've never felt more disconnected from you than I do in this moment right now. That's how little wow. we're communicating. Wow. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> characters, Ty. What'd you think of this characters? What'd you think of the voice cast? And I guess that's pretty much it because I don't know what else you could talk about with characters in the Mario movie. Character development? Jack Black's so fucking good as Bowser. <laughs> it's Jack Black. Like, there's interviews of, like, Seth Rogen... And he's like, oh, they brought me on, but, like, I don't do voices. So, like, I'm just going to be Seth Rogen, and I'm going to talk, and that's your Donkey Kong voice. Did a Seth Rogen laugh. He did, and he's just, he's very much just Seth Rogen animated as Donkey Kong. Yeah. And that's all that he does. Jack Black gives the performance of his fucking life. <laughs> of his he, life? He's just so good. He's just, it's authentic. It feels like what Bowser should be. Better than, than Poe? Kung Fu Panda? Oh, easily. Fuck okay. Poe. Bowser oh. can fuck Poe up. Wow. All right. No star needed. Oh. Skadoosh? Ever heard of Skadoosh? Skadoosh. I don't give a fuck. Finger hold of doom or whatever it's called? I don't He's going to be throwing turtle shells at him. <laughs> Bowser, or Jack Black was really good. That's how good he was is I can't even, I can't even separate he's, the two. <laughs> you separate art from the artist and you can't. It's seamless. What did you think of Chris Pratt? Um, totally mediocre and fine. Yeah. I tend to agree. I just there's nothing to take away that I I don't give two shits. It wasn't very Mario-y. It just felt like a main character, which I honestly kind of appreciate. I was worried yeah. after we got the Wahoo in the trailer and the Mario Kart scene yeah. that they would lean too much into it. And he did do a few Mario Marioisms. You know what I mean? He did their commercial? He was very like Mario in yeah. the commercial that they shot. Yeah, for sure. But the overall film, they were like, "Hey, we're not going to have you." do your Mario impression the whole time. And I kind of appreciated that because 
it probably would have sucked. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. But with that being said, like I just, you could have saved so much money casting just another white guy. Once again, Hotel Transylvania, baby. No, because you still have everyone else. You got Jack Black leading the fucking charge on this. We don't know if he's going to be the next one. He's shrunk now. Oh, he better be in every single one. <laughs> he's so good. Um, no, but I, I like genuinely he was very good in the voice acting role and like made that character come alive and feel very fun. That casting made no sense when it was announced. We've talked about that on this podcast years ago, not years ago, but however long ago it was, yeah. which I feel like the turnaround wasn't that long when they announced the voice cast to now. I feel like that was kind of short compared to other film productions, but I could yeah. be wrong. I mean, this was definitely their A project that they had all hands on oh, deck for creating. Sure. So. For sure. But it made, it didn't really make any sense. And even when you saw the trailers, it was like, all right, he's doing a cool Bowser voice. like, yeah. But like, why Jack Black? And then he busts out Peaches. Yeah. It, just, it makes all the sense in the world. You're like, okay, I get it. <laughs> I, yeah. like That casting director just earned job for life. <laughs> uh, on top of that, I think Keegan-Michael Key was very fun as Toad. Unrecognizable. Yeah, I didn't. Think he did a voice, or do you think they post edited it in post? Uh, no, he did a voice. There's a him doing an interview, oh, talking shit. about it, and they're like, "Okay, can you go higher?" And he just kept going higher, and they're like, "Try a little bit higher." And like he keeps going higher, higher for the interview, and he's like, "I have no idea how I'm going to do this for a whole movie," <laughs> but he's like, "I didn't even know I could do that voice until they asked me to." I really like Toad, but yeah, Toad, very fun character. Charlie Day, great casting for Lu- this version of Luigi, the damsel in distress. Luigi, what? You said Luigi. It's Luigi. Just want to put some respect on his name. Luigi. Yeah, thank you. No comment? You got no... I, I don't I like, I like that. I don't like that one bit. <laughs> Anna Taylor-Joy as Peach. Perfectly average and fine. Oh, I thought she was really good. No, the main two people for me, I just... All the side characters were fun and came alive. Seth Rogen's just Seth Rogen. He gets no credit. Chris Pratt, Anna Taylor-Joy are just... They're fine. Okay. I, I mean, I would put... Princess Peach above Mario. I'll be honest. Chris Pratt's performance is the worst one in this movie. I tend to agree. Um, so it's fine, but the characters are fun. I like all the characters. Can I do my weekly? I'm going to make this a trend. Can I do my weekly? This role was totally made with this person in mind, yeah. but they didn't get them Hit last week. It was Gina Carano. The, the mean guy in the real world, Spike, I believe his name was uh-huh. Rob Riggle. That was written for Rob Riggle. A million percent. That was animated Rob Riggle, and then they <laughs> couldn't get him, and they're like, we've already done the animation and character model. <laughs> I was like, is that Rob Riggle? I was like, no, it's not Rob Riggle, but that was totally yeah. a Rob Riggle role. So he was yeah. busy on something. I wonder what he's working on right now, because he's he's in the middle of production. Oh, he always is. It's Rob Riggle. I, I tend to agree with you, though. Bowser was the shining star. That's crazy, too, because Rob Riggle was in the Lorax, so he's worked with Illumination. They have his number. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Just even Rob Riggle, the first thing people also ask, has Rob Riggle been in combat? <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that's because he has. What? Well, okay. Like a Taekwondo fighter or something? Uh, no, he served 22, 23 oh, years of total service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I U.S. Marine Corps Yeah. Actor and comedian. Good for him. Bowser was a shining star. I like Toad just as a character. Great comedic relief. The scene where he rolls up in his freaking monster truck in the Mario Kart scene. Wonderful. I laughed way harder than I should have. I laughed just as hard. <laughs> like, it was so stupid. It was just great. He was just so comfortable being himself. Um, The freaking dog scene in the beginning when the dog was kissing his owner, but then giving Luigi the death stare. 
that made me laugh harder than it should have as well. It's good stuff. Um, I I pretty much agree with all your assessments though. Mario, mediocre. I think I'm a little bit higher on Princess Peach. I thought Charlie Day was great casting. Um, Seth Rogen was Seth Rogen, but they utilized him. They did the Seth Rogen laugh, yeah. so it's like, all right, at least you got what you paid for. You're not gonna make him be something you're not. You wanted that, and you got that. All that being said, not a lot of character development, and as you know, animated movies sometimes don't get the love they deserve on my character mm-hmm. scale. They never do. That's not sometimes. They never do, unless their name is Mitchells versus the Machines. What did that movie have? Fucking character development, high. <laughs> so much. <laughs> I'm going to bump my score up one from what it was after reminding myself how much we like Jack Black. I'm going to go side characters. I'm going to go 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Wait. You're at 7.5 yeah, right 7.5 <laughs> out of 10. Okay. Mostly led by Bowser. Main characters, I'll give a 4.5 out of 10, giving me a 12 out of 20. Here's our difference. I respect voice acting. You don't respect it. I do. Two points higher, 14. Wow. I couldn't give it higher than Dungeons & Dragons, which got a 13. They actually had to act in person. I gave both a 14 in characters. I gave it the same as Quantumania. That's probably too high. No one gave as good of a performance as Jack Black in Dungeons & Dragons. Why don't they have best animated performance at the Oscars? Why is that not a thing? That's actually a great question. Just one. You don't have to do male-female supporting... Whatever. Just best role in a voiceover. Best voice acting performance. That's a great question. We should email the Oscars because... Jack Black would be probably the runaway favorite right now. There's no competition. Peaches is actually uh, fully within the realm of possibility to be nominated as best original (laughs) song. It meets all the requirements. Does the Super Mario Bros. movie get nominated for best animated picture? I mean, it's going to win. It has to win. You think? With that much money and everything? Okay, but money doesn't decide. I mean, it doesn't have to go up against Pinocchio. I mean, yeah, I guess there's probably like a... There's a chance of an artsy one like that. I mean, I would bet my life savings on a nomination. I don't know. Like, there's no... I feel like there's no animated movies that I'm excited about coming up. But do we ever know about animated movies that we're excited about? I feel like they just kind of show up and are fun. Mario movie I knew about. Fair. That's a fair point. Oh, actually, Ty, we're dumb as hell. Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. We're dumb as hell. Also, fair. that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie looks like it actually could be a lot of fun. Oh, so. you think? I think so. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. We'll see, but I don't think so. Seth Rogen also in that. No Jack Black, though. Ty, how much did you enjoy this film on a scale from 1 to 20? 1 to 20. I enjoyed it a pretty decent bit. All right. Uh, I landed on, I'm not going to say my score, actually. I'm going to say it was very fun. I had a good time with it. I liked it more than some other movies. I think what the point you're going to make on this is a very important point. So I gave it a 16 out of 20. The point I'm going to make. Yeah, I have a feeling I know what point you're going to make about the enjoyment. So I'm going to let you uh, make your point. <laughs> I don't, you're, you're throwing me off. I don't even know what to say anymore. J- say I what you like would have said. in my head. You were just saying we've never been more disconnected. Now I can feel you freaking... No, I'm locked in right now. I'm back. I I could literally feel you, like, renting out space in my brain right now. Yeah. Look, it's a fun movie. Great movie. As I said, I wish this came out when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I would rewatch this. I think rewatchability is a very big thing, and I'm not a person who rewatches things a lot. 
I want to go see this in the theaters again. That's how much fun I had. <laughs> like that. Wanna go is, to the drive-in. Maybe. It's a good time. We'll go see that in our movie next week, back-to-back showing. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, nah, if they did like two screens and they had two showings, I'd probably get distracted from the movie we're supposed to watch next week, and I'd be watching Mario instead. Um, <laughs> and it's something you could recommend to everyone. I don't know. If that's what you thought I was going to say, but that was like my main point. It's like, am I going to recommend it to my dad? Yes. Am I going to re- recommend it, like you said earlier, to my sister, to my grandma, to my dog? It's yes, 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 across the board. It was so much fun. Everyone loves it. I gave it an 18 out of 20 times. Even higher than me. I did. I, I. It was genuinely, is it as well made as other movies we've watched in the last 12 months? No. Can I say I left the theater enjoying a movie more than this in the last 12 months? I got to go back to Marcel the Shell with shoes on. And that wasn't even in the theater. I've got to go all the way back to three weeks ago, for four weeks ago for Creed 3. I believe I gave that a 17 for enjoyment. 19. What a fucking movie. I gave it a 17. I gave Fablemans an 18. The last movie I gave above an 18 was Marcel Shell with Shoes On. Going back before that, everything everywhere all at once. So, so it's been a while. My 18s are, are they're saved too. We got movies like Glass Onion. We got movies like Bullet Train. Great movie. I need to rewatch that film. I know you just did recently. Holds up. Holds up great. Like I said, we got Fablemans. No, Fablemans was a 17. No, it was an 18. 18 out of 20. It's not an all-time favorite, which is a 1920, but it might just be up there. I'm not as connected as I thought. I thought you were going to harp more about this being your favorite movie if you were a kid because mm. I'm, it would have been, though. I think being at a 16 for me, like it's it's to do with the fact that I'm an adult, Yeah. but like I would have loved this movie. I hope Xander loves it because I'm perfectly fine watching it over and over again. Yeah. Um, this is a, like... A great rewatchable movie, mm-hmm. uh, but like being an adult, like it's fun. It's a good time. I re- rewatch it, but a hundred percent. Like if I was a kid, this is it. I think you need more childhood spirit in your heart, Ty. I think that's what you need. I just being a dad, I you know I got to let it go and look at everything through a parental <laughs> lens. Now, that's what the difference is. Yeah, I'm watching the Laker game as I'm recording. Oh my gosh, ninety five to ninety two right now. My final score, Ty, I'm 95% sure we have the exact same score. 72 out of 100. Yes, sir. Giving us a final score of 72 out of 100, <laughs> making it the 87th ranked movie out of 176 films we've reviewed. We have reviewed. I really, I don't think I've ever fucked that up. I just rattle it off every time the exact same words, and I usually nail it, and it's I got okay. tongue-tied. It's okay. It happens. It puts it with the likes of The Northman. <laughs> what a movie. I don't think you have to say anything else. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's perfect right. comp. Yeah. If you and your family loved the Mario movie, go watch The Northman together. <laughs> Those same children that love the Mario movie, they'll be turned more into men like Tyler. Yep. <laughs> be great. That's it. Also, Black Adam, Lenola Holmes 2, Eurovision, Jingle Jangle, Major League. Um, Look, it... It's not a very high score, and we kind of fall right in between the critics and audience, but we've said it throughout. Every single regular viewer who isn't a snobby fuck is going to say this movie's fun and give it a fresh. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how critics thought that no one was going to like this and it was a bad film. Like, sure, the plot's thin. The plot doesn't need to be anything more than what it is. Yeah. It's a fun film that everyone's going to enjoy. 
Is it a masterpiece? No. Is it fucking high cinema? No. But it's a good time, and it's it's the escapism that people love for going to the movies. It's it, a it's a it's a popcorn movie. Yeah, it's a blockbuster. It's it's nostalgia and escapism and fun all rolled into one, and it's a good time. Ball just got stuck in the Lakers game on the top of the backboard. Oh, that'll give plenty of dead time to finish up the pod. Random Rod Tomato movie <laughs> score tie. Mario, Luigi, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah. The Haunted Mansion. Wow. 2003, The Haunted Mansion, a film they're actually remaking. I believe it comes out this year. Probably going to review it here on Within the Lines. Maybe. Stay posted. Maybe. I don't know. If it's like a straight to like the live action Lady and the Tramp, I'm not fucking watching that. Counterpoint, live action Corella. So good. There you go. What do you think the audiences with over 100,000 ratings gave this 2003 comedy fantasy film starring Eddie Murphy and company? I don't think it's good. Admittedly, never seen it. I think I have seen it, and I think people genuinely are... Not genuinely. I think people generally are kind of sour on the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, If I had to guess, you tried throwing me off, and I told you to do this every week, and I would never guess it. Sorry, I'm like openly rooting for the Lakers right now. I thought you were uh, sighing because I was on to your games. I'm going with the exact 60. All right, Lakers have a chance here. Um, no, um, it's even worse than you think, Ty. Oh, I knew people didn't like it. 31 audience oh score. Oh, my God. It's got the dumpster. And it's not received well critically either. 140 reviews, 14%. Wow. 14, 31. I think the 2023 remake will be better than that. Are you sure? The critics' consensus is neither scary nor funny. The Haunted Mansion is as lifeless as the ghosts in the movie. That's a fucking rip. <laughs> so don't go watch that movie if you're trying to prep for the 2023s. Yeah. The Instead Mansion. of watching that movie with dead people, go watch uh, next week's movie that we're reviewing, Renfield, mm-hmm. starring Nicolas Cage, Nicholas Holt. Ben Schwartz is um, involved in some capacity. I don't um, think he's acting. He's the character Teddy Lobo. Oh, so he is acting. Yeah. And Aquafina. Aquafina? It's a remake. Is it? I think. I don't fucking know, dude. It's comedy horror. Look, I've told this story on the podcast before. I'll tell it one more time in case you haven't heard it. This trailer came on a few weeks ago in the movies with me and Riley. Never heard of the movie. It was on our schedule. Tyler makes the schedule, not me. And I was like, what is this vampire movie? This looks dumb. And then in the trailer, expertly done. Nicholas Cage is the big reveal at the end. Oh, and yeah. If you're the few percent of people who like don't know, not a few, actually, there's probably a lot of people who, because this movie isn't like a huge movie, you don't know it's Nick Cage, that reveals everything for you. Mm. I was in as soon as I saw that. Nick Cage Dracula. Comedy. Look, I haven't seen a lot of Nick Cage's movies, but he's one of those actors that I'm watching no matter what. Yeah. Oh, um, Jesus. LeBron just dove for a ball. <laughs> Dude, he like full out dove. Look at him trying. This should be fun. Go watch this movie. It's in theaters? Yes. In theaters. Come on, Ty. It's I theaters, baby. Know. Go watch it. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.